When grapevines or even some trees are properly pruned during certain times of the year, they are drastically reduced in size. In many cases, 80 to 90% of the growth is removed. What remains is the vine or the trunk of the tree, adorned with short stubs. It brings to mind a portion of Isaiah 53, verse 2. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. In our reasoning, we look upon such a sight, and we are tempted to miss the beauty and the majesty. The lack of aesthetics in a pruned vine or tree leaves little to be desired. Yet those truly in Christ can see and understand. The branches are not the focal point. This is the focus, the vine, the tree. This is what gives life to the branches. It is what causes those branches to be fruitful. Stubs abiding in the vine while being nourished to flourish so that more fruit can come forth in due season. It comes full circle in John 15, doesn't it? Apart from him, we can do nothing. Jesus is the vine. He is the focus. We exist to glorify him and to bear fruit testifying of the vine. It is not about the appearance according to man. It is about the ways of God and what he recognizes as his own. As believers in Christ, we can gain some understanding of having a life hidden with Christ and God when we are content in being pruned to a stub because true branches have been identified by the Father. And as stubs, we still abide in Christ, understanding that we exist for his glory and not our own. You just heard an excerpt from my latest blog post featured on Love Scribe. Hi there, and welcome to the Love Scribe podcast, where we talk about biblical truths, current topics, and where we grow in loving the Word and loving the one who is the Word, Jesus Christ. I am Dawn Hill, and I am the Love Scribe. So recently I finished reading a book and I have this actually in the blog post I just wrote about uh, pruned to bear fruit. And this book is by Elizabeth Elliot. And if you're familiar with her, she has several books that she has had written. And a lot of them had to do with suffering and um, trials in life and growing as a Christian. And this one book I just recently finished reading, it was so good. It's called Be Still My Soul, Reflections on Living the Christian Life. And there were several parts. I'm a, when I read, first of all, I like paper, first, first and foremost. I mean, I like my Kindle, but I like paper. I like to get my hands on paper. I'm an underliner. I'm a highlighter. I like to write notes in the margins. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of girl I am. And when I'm reading, I like to do that and dog ear different pages and stuff, just so I can come back and remember certain parts that stood out to me or that really left an impact and I can glean from them once again. And this one particular part in this book, Elizabeth is talking about suffering and and the different aspects of, of going through trials and tribulations and such. And then one aspect of this book, she's talking about the suffering that comes along with pruning. And she talks about when she traveled to Spain and she had seen the vineyards there and it was right after they had trimmed back the the vines and she talks about how it didn't look like much of anything she said that the vines were cut back practically to the ground leaving nothing but little stumps she said it was hard to imagine that from those stubby remains would grow healthy vines bearing heavy clusters of juicy grapes the pruning process makes us look and feel like those vines and i remember reading that at that last part where it says the pruning process makes us look and feel like those vines and i sat there just going i know exactly what she's talking about and then she goes on to talk about this missionary that was in another foreign country and that for years i can't remember how long it was but this woman she had been laboring and there was no fruit to show it was almost as if she was like 
that branch that had been pruned back to a stub and the vine, the trunk was the only thing left. And after years and years, she finally started bearing fruit when some people came to see if they were going to invest in her ministry still. And she began to bear fruit out of that ministry with what was going on. I think she was working with an orphanage. But the whole point was in, in sitting there thinking about what she was saying of, you know, the, the pruning process makes us look and feel like those vines. And even in the past couple of years in my own life of looking back and seeing what God had cut out, even the parts of my branch that were not bearing fruit at all, but there were things that were bearing fruit and just the different aspects of feeling like there's loss in your life at times, whether it's the loss of things that you once had or that you thought you once knew, or, you know, maybe depending on what we're going through, some people suffer loss in their life and their relationship, whatever it is that, that there can be a pruning process to that many times is that we are bearing fruit in some capacity that's testifying of Christ. But there's things that we go through that sure that is a part of suffering, but also too, there may not be anything that triggered that, that we go through and we're being pruned because God wants us to bear fruit that glorifies him. And even in the past few years for myself of, if I were to describe myself, I would think I look like a stub. Even the things that I thought had been fruitful had been taken away and trimmed way back and thinking, wow, I I don't look like a bunch of anything. But The whole point is, it's not about me, and it's not about you. It's about Christ. It's about focusing on the vine. And it took me back to John chapter 15, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he has these things to say to them. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Now, when we think about pruning sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I think about pruning, I'm thinking about, oh, I'm just going to trim a little here, a little there, just top it off a little bit. The branch is still there, right? It's still going to look good. I don't need to do a whole lot because, you know, the branch needs to be seen. We don't want the, the plant to look ugly. We don't want it to look unesthetically pleasing, right? That's not what happens. It's actually when the Father, God the Father, prunes the branch. The branch is still there. It's abiding in Christ. And that's what he was telling his disciples even after that, that we'll read in just a second, to abide in him. And it didn't have anything to do with the branch being seen. It was about what was best for the branch in order to bear more fruit, in order to testify and glorify Christ. And so when he prunes the branches, it's not pretty. It makes us look and feel as if we're just cut down to nothing. And we're nothing apart from Christ. That's the whole point. When you look at a pruned branch, apart from him, we can do nothing. We can't even bear fruit apart from him. We have to abide in him, remain in him, and trust that the process is for our own good. So Jesus in John 15 goes on to say, Already you are clean, he's talking to his disciples, because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. 
And this was one of the I am's. I believe there were seven I am's in the gospel according to John that are laid out in the scripture that Jesus says, he says, I am the door. You know, I am the shepherd. I am the vine. There's different aspects that he talks about of him being the I am and he is the vine. I am the vine, which also when you look at it, it's a lot of scholars believe that it's going back to the Old Testament where Israel was referred to as the vine. And so he's making that connection that he is the true vine. And he wants his disciples to remember that the branch is not the focus. The vine is the focus. That's the part that sustains life. That is the part that brings forth the fruit. The branch is just an extension <laughs> of the vine. The fruit is testifying of Christ, not of ourselves. One thing that we have to understand in this as well, when he's talking about being clean to his disciples, already you are clean because of the word which I spoke to you. The Greek word that's used there for pruning is also translated as purging. But that Greek word there means pure, clean, without stain or spot. It means to cleanse from filth or to purify. So when Jesus spoke of pruning in John chapter 15, verse 2, he was actually addressing where he is the vine. He was also the one that would cleanse them of unrighteousness that, so that they could bear more fruit. And those who were bearing fruit were abiding in him. And Hebrews chapter 10 speaks of Christ's perfect sacrifice once for all for the redemption of sin. His sacrifice cleanses us as sinners. That is a beautiful thing for us to realize as believers in Christ, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He, and he clothes us in his righteousness. And he is the reason why we can bear much fruit for the kingdom of God. When we are Christ-centered, when he is the focus, when he is the center, when he is the vine that we are abiding in, that we're not trying to produce our own fruit that testifies of ourselves, that's building our own kingdom but that we are wanting to bear much fruit for his glory, not our own. When Hebrews 10 talks about this, it's talking about the cleansing of us as sinners, that Jesus Christ removes the spots and the stains of sin. And when we come to saving faith in him alone, we are positioned in him by his righteousness. You know, I know that suffering is not a popular thing to talk about. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to be pruned. We want to continue to let our branches grow. We want to continue to let them be seen. But a lot of times the pruning that comes, it's going to knock us down as if we feel like we are nothing. And quite frankly, we need to remember that we are nothing without God. We are not as great as we think we are a lot of times. <laughs> and that's not a popular message either. But we need to remember that. We must remember who we are apart from God and that we need him. We are in need of him. It's not the other way around. He doesn't need us. We need him. And he loves us. I don't want to diminish the value of human life and devalue what Christ did for us because he does love us. But at the same time, there is a tendency for human beings, all of us, to have an egocentric view of life. We tend to think that everything is about us, that it revolves around us, that we're very important, that that we're significant and you know, nothing can get done without us. And the truth is when we come back to who we are as Christians, it's all founded in who Christ is and his value. And without him, we can do nothing. We are nothing. 
then nothing that we do matters without him. That's the, the, the gist of everything with that. And with pruning, as I was saying, I know that that's not a popular thing, but pruning does happen indeed in times of suffering. Uh, there are people all over the world that are dealing with things and it is a pruning that it will ultimately, they will continue to abide in Christ and to trust in him, have his name written on their hearts and, and have their faith resting in him alone, that it can produce much fruit for the kingdom. It's not, again, not a popular message. I mean, a lot of times in some circles, people think that suffering is a sign of weakness. They think that suffering is a sign that you've sinned, that you've done something wrong, that you don't have enough faith. I mean, we could go on and on with the different things that people say, why people suffer. The fact of the matter is, is that we live in a fallen world and we are all going to deal with things at one point or another that are going to bring suffering to our lives. It is going, there's going to be suffering at some point in some way, shape or fashion. And what we have to choose to do is if it is a time that there are things being pruned off of us in that time of suffering, that we choose to look at it as a gift and we choose to look at it as I'm going to abide in the vine who is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And regardless of how I look, even if people think that I'm not producing fruit, that I'm going to continue on trusting in him and knowing that this he's working all things for the good of those who love him that's what Romans tells us all things for the good of those who love him and when we think about that passage there can be a tendency to think well it's just the good things but he works all things for the good of those who love him that includes things that we don't deem or we don't perceive as being good but he works all things for the good of those who love him that includes the the hard times the suffering times the difficult times that in, it includes the highs, the lows, the mountains, the valleys. It includes all of that. And resting in him and abiding in him is so important. And understanding that that pruning is a cleansing. It's cutting off the things that don't belong to Christ, that the Father recognizes that don't belong to him. He's removing, first of all, in that pruning in John 15, the Father is removing the branches that don't look like him that don't represent him and they're not producing the fruit that testifies of Christ. That's a sobering thought. And then the second thing is, is that those branches that are producing, he's cutting them back. He's cutting them back. And it was just so interesting when I thought about that. And uh, as I was reading earlier in the beginning about Isaiah 53 too, that passage comes to mind when I read about the suffering servant in Isaiah 53 about how he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. And it makes me think of a trimmed back pruned vine. We would look at that and say, there's no majesty there. There's no splendor, but there's so much beauty and splendor there that we can't even fathom with our natural minds because he is our savior he's the lord he's the lord jesus christ even though in while he was on this earth he may not have any former majesty that people should look at him and no beauty that they should desire him that there was more that they or even you and i could possibly comprehend because his majesty and his splendor did not depart from him when he came here to save us from our sins and to satisfy the wrath of god we testify of his nature. We glorify him by conforming, being conformed to his image by the Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of believers. Are we willing to be pruned? Are we willing to have people look at us and say, you're not, you don't look like much and still testify of Christ? 
Are we willing to be in that prune state and to look like a stub and instead of having all eyes on us, have the glory go to God in our conduct, um, conducting ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ? I'm constantly reminded of that every day knowing that I fall short of the glory of God every day and yet wanting to be conformed every day to his image by the Holy Spirit and by his written word and knowing what his word says, the instruction of it and submitting to it, submitting to him as Lord and Savior over my life to glorify him in every way. And whether it looks to the world like I'm a branch or a stub or whatever, knowing that the Father has done this work of pruning back in order that his fruit would bear much more abundantly in my life in order to glorify him and not myself. So this is a bit of a short podcast today, but I wanted to do a podcast on this recent blog post that I did about the the purging and the the pruning, because I know a lot of us have gone through that at once at some point or another. Everybody goes through it as a believer in Christ. Everybody goes through it because there are things that have to be cut off of us. There are things that have to be removed in order to produce more fruit for the glory of God. And I know, as I said, in my life, there have been things over the past few years that in my prayer time or private time, just think, you know, God, I feel like an absolute stub at this point, just (laughs) can so relate to what Elizabeth Elliot was saying in her book about be still my soul and feeling like a stub and feeling like, don't feel like I'm producing a whole lot of fruit, but God does things for our good. There's a reason why he does them. And everything that God does is perfect. He prunes us for a reason. He cuts things off for a reason. He cuts us back so that way he can be glorified in all things and that we are, we're crying out to be conformed to his image. If we're crying out, oh God, forgive me for things that I've done. Forgive me for a bad attitude or forgive me for, you know, not glorifying you in this way or that way. Help me by your spirit to walk this out. And you know what? He's faithful to do that. And you know how he answers that? By pruning. He prunes because when we want to bear fruit and we're abiding in Christ and we're crying out and we're praying and we're asking and we're seeking and he is faithful to answer us and to provide those answers and provide the truth and to help us grow so that way we can glorify him and continue to abide in him. And so that's how he answers. So don't despise when you're praying and you're asking God and you're seeking him and you're praying and you're staying in the word and you're asking God, oh God, help me, please help me, help me to glorify you in all the things that I do in word and deed. Help me to glorify you as a wife or a father, uh, a husband, a mother, a brother, sister. Help me to glorify you above all as a disciple of Jesus Christ. He's going to answer those prayers by pruning us. He's going to answer by pruning. And we have to be content in being a stub and abiding in the vine so that God can be glorified and that people see Jesus Christ glorified in our lives and we testify of him and always point people back to him and not to ourselves. God knows what he's doing. He knows he knows if the branches were uh, designed in such a way as even if grapevines, if they weren't cut back and then we would all just focus on the branches all the time. Oh, look at the branches. They're so pretty. Look at all the foliage on them. Look at all the clusters of grapes. Look how long they are and how pretty. And the vine would be ignored. And it ultimately, when we come back to the Bible, the Bible and The kingdom of God is not about us. It is about God. It is about Jesus Christ. 
being high and lifted up and being exalted to the place that he's supposed to be. And he is Lord and Savior. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the true vine. And we are to abide in him and not abide in ourselves. And we are not to despise when we get cut back to stubs. Because it is in those times that we are going to produce more fruit for his kingdom. And we're going to bless his holy name even more and give him all the glory and honor and praise that he so rightfully deserves. I pray this message blessed you today and that you get into John 15 and do a study on it and look about pruning. And that you don't despise the pruning, but that you abide in him, abide in his word, and that you trust in him and his process. And know that no matter what is going on. In this life, when we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we have eternal life and all these things that we go through in this life are temporary. They're temporal. And we have promises to look forward to as believers in Jesus Christ. Don't despise the pruning again, I say. Don't despise the pruning. Just be a stub. Abide in Christ. Be blessed today. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at lovesickscribe. And if you enjoy reading, feel free to hop on over to lovesickscribe.com and subscribe to my blog. I've enjoyed being with you today, and I look forward to our next time together as we talk about biblical truths, current topics, and we continue to grow together in loving the Word and loving the one who is the Word, Jesus Christ. Blessings to you.